So let me set the scene a little bit here. It's bank holiday Sunday in August 2020, and in times gone by, it would probably be time for uh, getting the shirt out and heading to town, having a few drinks, like most people would. Uh, but today, it's heading down to the, the Man Cave to record a special turn it, uh, Turning 30 episode of the podcast uh, with two of my close friends. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully... We can reflect a bit on sort of turning 30 and we can find out some new stuff about each other and we'll see how we get on. Hopefully it'll be a good listen. I'm the last one of our sort of social group, aren't I, really? And we tend to work in school years, don't we, most people in life. And I'm, I'm the last one of our social group to turn 30. And I know you guys, you're, you're born a little bit earlier than me, aren't you? So I thought it'd be a good opportunity to sort of do a podcast, a bit of reflection, really, because it's not something we, we often do. Um, in general, so I mean, to be honest, I'll give you my view first. So, so I had a chance to sort of just reflect in general about how turning thirteen and basically just your life. And to be honest, I was scared me to be honest because um, I can remember sort of being back with you boys, sort of in gravel pits, sort of I don't know, just with no cares in the world back in that summer of maybe '06. And yeah, it's. I was sort of looking back then, it kind of kind of scared me a bit to be honest, reflecting how, how fast the time's gone because it feels like I've just blinked and then and then I'm 30. As much as sort of all this, I've had some really good experiences and things like that. I mean, did you boys have a chance to reflect uh, when you turned 30, or was it sort of was it just were you bothered? Like, did it just happen? I'll throw that to Matt first. I mean, what did you what did you do when you turned 30, Matt? Uh, not a lot, to be honest, uh, Johnny, because my 30th was, uh, I suppose, in the middle of what you would call the peak lockdown back on the, uh, on the, on the 12th of June. So uh, probably more time to reflect than I normally would because um, I normally spend my uh, birthdays away on holiday. We'd actually planned to go to Bulgaria this year. So I should have been um, sunning myself in Sunny Beach, uh, Bulgaria. But instead, I was sat at home um, during lockdown with not a lot to do. But um, no, I suppose I didn't have time to, time to reflect on it. And it's not something I've, I've really done since you just uh, it just seemed like another another birthday another year for me not nothing really big and big and special but I suppose that's uh, the way life is these days it's just a uh, busy busy and uh, rarely time to sit and sit and reflect on it mm. yeah I get that I mean what about you Cameron yeah I think um turning 30 was um it was a bit of a and not so much a shock but it was just like wow I'm, I'm 30 it was kind of just here and gone within in a matter of hours and it was uh yeah it was nothing special i suppose i mean i think we, we we'd planned and we'd gone out as, as a group of friends hadn't we but uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't anything massive which it probably um it should have been i suppose mm. yeah i mean it's, it sounds as if i mean you, i know you both you both are quite forward thinkers i know i am as well and it's only like say very recently where I've actually had a chance to look back and actually sort of just see, yeah, just appreciate some of the stuff that's happened, but also like at the same time, just be so scared about how quick it's gone. Um, and yeah, just it's got, sort of got to me a little bit. I mean, I know you boys haven't let it affect you a bit, but I mean, if you could go back now, I mean, what did you think your life would be like? So when you was, if you can think back a long time ago now, sort of early, so, I don't know, tw- early 20s or something, do you, do you think when you were 30 that your life would be like this? I'm going to throw that to Cameron first. Um, I mean, I think um, ultimately my, my decisions in, in life were 
probably focus more on, on earning a living and um, climbing that corporate ladder. But I think when I was younger, I was I was adamant that I'd be uh, a, an artist or a rock star or something like that. But um, no, I kind of fell into that, that kind of corporate job and... Uh, yeah, it, it been been successful in that respect, but uh, yeah, certainly probably not the the artistic person I thought I would become by the time I was thirty. Now, no, I think that's absolutely fair enough, Matt. Matt, Matt what about no, you? No, I think it's an interesting question that I was just thinking of myself, Johnny, because I think that I've ne- I'd never set myself any plans or life goals by the time I know a lot of people do. By the time I'm thirty, I want to have achieved X, Y, and Z, and I'd I'd never done that, and. Uh, I think uh, maybe as Cameron touched on there, um, just um, worked in a retail environment and never had a uh, massive aspiration after school to do anything uh, in particular career-wise. So I've just fallen into where I am and have worked the way up there and just continued in in that vein, but absolutely never um, have really sat and thought about even five years ago. By the time I'm 30, I want to have uh, achieved X, Y and Z in my life, which is a strange thought because actually in my uh, working life, I would set them goals and targets five-year plan, three-year plan, et cetera, but never actually from a personal a personal point of, of view. So I can't say that actually I thought I'd be anywhere by the time I'm 30. But I suppose seeing as it's a it's a free, free-way conversation, although you are the host, Johnny, what's your thoughts on that? Do you ever set yourself a, a, any little life goals by the time I'm 30, I want to achieve X, Y, or Z? I never really um, made a, a point of what to do. And I think I've, it's not a regret, but I wish I had. I wish I had sort of... It wasn't until I got to mid-20s when I sort of started to think more deeply. I think when I was younger, I was looking for more direction, I think, of like career-wise and everything. And I think that it was only till mid-20s when I first started actually looking at, looking at myself and sort of what I actually wanted to do because I was more concerned about getting a direction, first of all, and then progressing from there. So, yeah, it's not, again, that, that's why I guess it's sort of scared me a little bit, really, because it's only the first chance I've actually had to, had to look back um, I mean, I've been, a, like I said, I've been quite, um, yeah, like I said, I've been a bit about, about scaring me there. Is it, obviously, it hasn't scared you boys to the same extent it has me, but I mean, why do you think that is? Why do you think you haven't been as scared as what I've just been looking back? And I'll throw that to Cameron first. I think, um, I, I think if we're, we look at it honestly, I think we've, we've all, we, we've kind of came from a, a working class background in a, in a working class town. And I think, um, going above and beyond your, your average working job and, and, and grafting hard, having the having the kids and growing up, getting the house, all this kind of thing. I think anything beyond that was it almost seemed like it was a bit a bit kind of out there. And it was probably something that we, we never really got shown when we were younger. That that's the way that I feel and I think we've probably all fell into that that working class lifestyle. I don't know if, if you guys feel the same. That's certainly how I maybe think of it looking back uh, on my my formative years as is as, as a worker and uh, as a you know uh, a, a career all that kind of stuff and I'll, I'll jump in there i mean i can certainly get where you come from there i remember i felt quite under pressure especially a young teenage uh, sort of teenage years sort of 18 years old to get like a full-time job i felt quite a bit of pressure from my dad really to be like the working man, shall we say, sort of a lot of social pressure, but oh, if you, you need to be working to have a job type thing. And I think I ended up falling into something I, I pretty much hated because of it. Um, again, I don't look back with regrets, but that's definitely something I've 
if I was to pass on to my kids to, to not do, you know what I mean? Because then you'd end up getting stuck in a rut and you can end up doing something you don't like for a long, long time. And luckily, I've sort of got out of that rut and found work and sort of things like that that I do like. I mean, I can certainly understand how people get into that rut. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that, Matt? Um, it's an interesting point because I, I, I think um, getting into the rut and going out to work, um, yeah, there is pressure there to do that. And I can see how people do get stuck in that um, in that rut and end up with a lot of bills early on in life and then end up never getting themselves out of that cycle. But I think it works for both ways. And um, I'm always a big um, advocate, advocate of maybe how your dad thinks, Johnny, to be honest, where um, if people speak to me in my work life, I would always advise, well, you don't have to go to university. You don't have to have a higher education to get a well-paid job and progress yourself it is totally up to you i always try and quash that rumor where actually the only way you can get anywhere is by going to university and having a higher education because that's just absolutely not the case you can go straight from 16 or 18 into a job and work hard and get to wherever you want to be working hard is the absolute key to it all not about um whether you've got a good education or X, Y, and Z. So I suppose um, it's, it's an interesting because I would say actually people can get stuck in that working rut, but you can also not be stuck in the rut and you can also make, a, make, make something good for, your, good for yourself. I think getting stuck, in the, um, getting stuck in the rut is by having no ambition in that working life or actually even if you do go straight into that work, if you've got the ambition to get somewhere, it can be just as productive as uh, maybe going on to a further education setting and bettering yourself. So I... I think it works um, both ways and it just takes your, um, it's just your angle on it really. And uh, maybe I'm very much um, skewed in my view by what Cameron alluded to, that none of my family, mum, dad, grandparents had ever gone to university and got any higher education. So you just kind of follow in their st footsteps. But I'm a big, big advocate, as I say, of letting people realise that um, you don't have to do that. And I suppose also back to your original question, Johnny, about not scaring you. I think it hasn't scared me turning 30 because it doesn't feel old 30 at the minute. What scares me the most is thinking actually another 10 years and it's 40 is the one that uh, would worry me the most. Because bloody hell, that does seem like you're, you're passing on a bit now. Because I think when we were um, 16, alluding what you alluded to down at gravel pits, our parents were in the 40s then. So that does then going to make you feel old when you think you're that, that kind of age. I suppose that would um, scare me the most is actually what's going to be happening in another, another 10 years because it does, the time has gone fast, but. Um, and you can just remember some of them days like they were they were yesterday when you think about it. But actually, then if you reflect over the full ten years, we've all achieved the achieved a great a great deal. So it is a long time, but yeah, that would worry me more is what happens in the next ten years, turning forty, than looking back and turning thirty. Yeah, you mentioned on about work work there and sort of. I mean, I think the point I was trying to make, which I didn't make very well, was all about see you seem like you're forced to go to work, and that be, and work is the thing, but. And it doesn't matter really what you work, what work you're doing, as long as you're working, because you get some sort of social sort of like pat on the back for it. Um, and I think a lot of people, again, they're doing because they're getting those pats on the back and seen as the the nice nine to five man that they keep doing it when really they're actually unhappy um, and they're not doing something they like. Um, and I think that's something that I was, if I was to give advice to someone just leaving college or whatever now, would be to try try your best to search for something that makes you happy or makes you do something that's sort of like you don't mind doing or, or like say, why do you always have to work for somebody? Why is it always, is that your sort of like, you know what I mean? So your barrier, you sort of your height, what, what's the point in just working for someone? Why can't you try and you want to work for yourself? You know what I mean? You're on your own terms type thing. I mean, that would be sort of my thing, but again, it's just an opinion, isn't it? And what do you think about that, Cameron? 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I do agree. There's um, there's the option for people to go out, start their own businesses. Um, I absolutely would say that that's um, a, a great. Um, I'm trying to sort of put this into an easy term to explain it, but um, yeah, I think if you start your own business, I think it's it's a great way of working for yourself. But um, certainly in the career that I've had in the last 10 years, even it's um, I think working for people, I think experience is massive. And I think going back to what uh, Matt said, for, for me, turning 40, it's uh, it, it's almost like a blink and you'll miss it the next 10 years or so. Um, and I think in the next 10 years or so that m- myself, given what I've, I've, I've achieved since I've left school, college, um, the experience that I've gained in a work life, um, I might go on and, and start my own business purely on the basis of the people I've worked for, the, the mentors that I've had and, and the way that I run my, my own teams nowadays and, and the, the, the people that work for me. I think it's, um, it's certainly something that I could probably branch out on and, and have my own business and feel quite confident in doing. I don't think going out straight out of school and starting my own business, I don't think I could have done that personally because I think the the working life that I've had for the past 10 or 15 years has is, is been absolutely crucial to, to building the, the leader that I've become now. Um, I, I don't know if you guys see it any different, but I, I think going out and starting a, a business straight out of school, I think um, it's probably really hard. Um, but it's certainly something uh, ambition-wise is something I'd love to, to be able to work for myself in the future. At the moment, I, I'm like, Matt, I, I still feel like a kid. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just about to turn 31, but uh, yeah, I still, I still feel like a baby at the office sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you boys have been always quite driven, haven't you, sort of towards sort of what, you, what you've been doing. I guess, I guess that's when time seems to fly a bit. But because you've been so driven, both of you, I mean, do you feel like your social life's taken a bit of a hit? Or are you happy for that to have taken a hit? If that makes any sort of sense. I mean, how have you found sort of your, obviously you've got different areas of your life, haven't you? You've got your work and your, your life balance, your family, et cetera. I mean, how do you think your social life has sort of gone from, obviously, early 20s through to where you are now? Based on, I guess, obviously your work scenarios, things like that. I'll throw that to Matt first. Yeah, uh, good question, Johnny. I mean, obviously, uh, there's always balance in life and a compromise, and you can't have everything your your own way, and you can't do it all, and uh, you have to make that compromise. And I'm really comfortable with where um, my what I would call compromises at the minute, where I do yet work hard, um, and that's a, that's a given. But I feel more than comfortable that I'm able to then um, have a social life uh, as well. And social life changes over the over the times and how you define a social life has changed for me over the last uh, 10 years, 20 to 30, early 20s, that's going out with, with you guys, having a drink, you know, in a club, et cetera, et cetera, pub quizzes, pool nights, et cetera. What's a social night now? Well, actually, um, a social night or day for me can be going out with the kids, with other people that um, that have kids as well. So we have a we have a friend that you know of called Matthew Brain and a social life for me would be, actually, we'll go out for the day, um, with the kids to a uh, to a theme park or we go to um, somewhere uh, like that. And that's also an element of a social life. So it all links in. But I think the definition of that social life has, has changed over the, the last 10, 10 years. But I feel comfortable back to your original question with uh, where it is now because I think you do need to find that um, that balance. And actually the working hard gives you the um, opportunity to have the, uh, have the money in theory to spend on having a good social life and going out and uh, when you want to. So, yeah, I feel comfortable with where, where it is. And I... 
don't feel it's taken a, a a hit when you look at it how I do that it's not just about actually means that doesn't just mean going out on a night out for a drink actually social life goes into all other forms as as well as I described. Okay, fair enough. Um, Cameron, what do you think? Um, I think I'll probably go on a on a different steer if I'm honest. Um, I, I, I absolutely get um, what Matt's saying. Um, but I think if uh, certainly me and you, Johnny, we've we've had this conversation a lot of times. You know, you, sometimes you just want to go out and <laughs> and just get trashed. You want to go to a festival. You want to go to a gig. All these kind of things, and it's um it's almost just that the the things you don't get to do as you get a bit older and here and all this kind of things. You just want to let loose sometimes, and I, I do I do miss that sometimes. I really do. Uh, you know, it's it's nice to turn the phone off from work sometimes and just say, right, I'm going to be a bit irresponsible. I'm going to have a crazy weekend, and it's it's something you probably don't do as you get a little older. And I think that's a bit for me. It's it's a bit um it's a bit depressing actually as you get older that yeah you don't do it a lot. Mm. I mean, do you see? I'll stay on that, Kevin. Do you see that sort of as a bit of a release for you? Uh, for me, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, th- I think um, even outside our social circle, I think if you asked anyone who probably has quite a high pressure job, I think sometimes you just have to go a bit crazy sometimes, and it's uh, it's fun. It's probably natural as well. It's not um, it's something you can look on and say uh, it's disappointing or or it's it's unprofessional. I think it's just something that you need for for your mental health more than anything. Just to have that release. I, w- I wouldn't even say it's alcohol related. No, I mean, not at all. Not at all. Um, more, more, co- more conversational based. I mean, we're being a bit more sort of formal on this, but you know, I mean, just the, the general conversation in general is what what I really, I'd say, even go as far as need. I say even go as far as need. I think it's, it's that important to me because we, especially us, we can have conversations where we're saying things and. Um, it's like a secret code, isn't it? When you when you're that close, when you're saying certain phrases and things like that, and it, and you know, what I mean, if someone normal was listening in, they wouldn't have a clue, would they? But we know exactly what we're saying and why we're saying it, and it's it's quite funny, you know what I mean? And then then feelings I get from those conversations that outweigh a lot a lot of the things in life, and I think that's quite a, a big hole that I think's been missing for quite a while. But I guess it's difficult, isn't it? Because what you do, it's I guess you'd say, oh, it's, that happens to everyone in life. But does it? You don't know because it's, we're not everyone. We're just us, aren't we? We're just us. And we only sort of know our experience. We just, we kind of socially assume that's going on in other, other friendship groups. We don't know, do we? So, I mean, I guess there's no question there at all. But, I mean, what do you think on that, Matt? Um, yeah, you don't, you don't know. And I think it does become more difficult as you get older to... Um... To make your diaries meet up and stuff, but I agree. I think uh, it is it is needed, and I think it's important for um, any group of friends or us to do that every every um, so often. Um, it just shouldn't be as difficult to sometimes arrange as it as it is. I think um, it can be overcomplicated, and actually, it need, it can be as simple as a as a conversation, as you alluded to, uh, Johnny, or just um, getting together somewhere. It doesn't have to be um, always uh, something really big and a big uh, night out or something. But um, yeah, I think um, that, um, as you say, you don't know what other, what goes on in other circles, but I think it's something that we probably, um, as a group of friends, uh, need to do more often. And it's something that we can help do more often if we're all proactively work, work towards it um, and uh, make yeah. sure that we're in a, in a positive position to get there. Because I think sometimes we don't help our 
help ourselves um, when we're working towards that. And I yeah. think that's all of us, to be honest. All of us can play a part in that. Yeah. I think I think I think we're all all guilty yeah. of it to a certain extent. I think more more than others. But I mean, for example, like what we're doing now, we're just we're just having a conversation on the phone, aren't we? I mean, why do you think us as may, uh, probably males as well find it a lot difficult just to randomly ring somebody up or me randomly ring you, etc., just for a general chat? Because socially, it's seen as a bit bit gay, isn't it? I mean, that's that's right. But it isn't, is it? It's it's actually very very healthy for your mental health and everything. But we don't do it, do we? I mean, obviously, we might do it when something tragic's happened in most of our lives or whatever, or we're concerned about each other, but it's very rare that it happens um, just normally. It probably should do. I mean, why do you think that is? And I'll throw that to maybe Cameron first. It's, it's always got to be the pride element of it, hasn't it? You know, you, you want to be that alpha male and you don't want to show your emotions. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's, that's right for any guy, uh, you know, and, and anyone can say that um, they're... they're things but i think it's deep rooted in in all of us isn't it that we we don't want to talk about it from from a guy's perspective anyway mm. well I, I disagree with you there because I, I i think i'm quite open and I, I do i do like to to talk and genuinely talk openly if i can but i think just yeah i don't know what it is maybe i need to think of a different way of approaching it i think i wouldn't just ring someone known and i mean and i should do I don't know why I don't is the honest answer, but you may, maybe you've touched on it there. That maybe the the upbringing from the start, how yeah, where you were sort of expected to be quite tough, I suppose. I mean, what do you think? I I I think it's really important to to do it, and I, I'm not sure as the reasons why we all don't do it, but I, I think the main reason for for me is, um, and maybe this is just me being too structured in my life, is that. I really enjoy having these conversations or when we had the odd um, FaceTime conversation during lockdown, that was really great for us to get together. But for me, it has to be something that's um, scheduled in because I wouldn't just ring either of you off the cuff because I go, right, well, maybe John and he's at work, maybe Cameron's at work, maybe they're busy, maybe they're out eating, maybe they're, you know, they're walking the dog. It's not the appropriate time for the conversation. So I think something um, along what we're doing now is absolutely vital. And I'm more than happy to open up and love the conversations, but it has to be a time that's convenient and suitable, i.e. I can sit down in the chair like I have now and I know that we're going to have a conversation because otherwise, as I said, I could be doing all manner of things and then it's a quick conversation because I don't put put my all into it. And I suppose the fear of me ringing one of you guys is because I don't know what you're doing and I don't know if you're ready for that conversation. So I think it's important for us to do, but it's something that... Um, doesn't seem to happen just off the cuff, so maybe we need to put a bit more effort in into um, arranging a date and time, and just say, "Right, we'll get have a ring at eight o'clock, and uh, we'll have a we'll have a chat." And then I think we'll be all bought into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that that sounds that sounds sensible, doesn't it? But my my counter argument is obviously we try and arrange uh, poker, don't we, once every five weeks? <laughs> here, here it goes. Sometimes here it happens. Go. Well, sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't, does it? So it, it, I, you'd like to think it all start off with the best intentions and that, but things don't seem to, to follow through, do they? So um, as hard as it is, um, I guess the essay staying in touch is it's, it's reliant on quite a few few different factors, isn't it? And going back to the original point of sort of, I guess, just call, calling up at a scheduled time, it's generally you want to speak to someone you feel a bit emotional, don't you? You'd want to call them up there, maybe not schedule a time. It's, it's, it's a, it's a grey area, isn't it? I can certainly understand what that. Yeah, if you want to, um, yeah, schedule a time because you want to actually give your all to that conversation, don't you? It's because yeah, you can then focus on it because you you'd be busier there. You don't want to be like on the phone and and obviously someone's calling you up for like because they're a bit say emotional and need 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 your help and you're there sort of like trying to get them off the phone because you've got busy doing something. It's not 
it doesn't feel like proper, does it? Especially yeah, for me. I, mean, I don't know what I own. Especially Sorry, for me, because maybe, maybe, maybe it uh, makes a difference. I've got the kids because like on days when Michaela's at work, I would look after a two and a four-year-old on my own. So that's why it's like I, it would be hard for me just to take the phone call and give it the all of, you know, all sorts goes on, as I'm sure as you two, as you two know, when you've got two kids on your own, it's very difficult then to, to do it. And I think that's maybe why I think a bit more down that line, because I know I've always feel like I've got something going on where I can't give my all to it. But the time is I can, because I know what time, time is happening. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I'm quite similar to, to Matt. You know, I, I like that that rock in my diary, knowing that that's going to happen at that time. I, I like um, I, I like giving my all to whatever it is, and uh, if it's a conversation with with my mates, brilliant. Whatever it is, that rock in the diary is it's always really good to have to give it your all. I think. Mm, no, definitely. So uh, moving on to another thing. So. So how do you think you've sort of changed mentally over the years? So like your mindset. So I've, I'd say I'm a completely different person in the way I thought about things. Um, I suppose it's only natural, but since I was 18 or whatever, early 20s, on, on just my outlook on life in general, and then to where I am now and the way I think about things and the way I process things when I'm 30. I mean, have you, you found a big difference in your life, Matt, um, the way you process things mentally? I don't know, to be honest. It's a very difficult one to self-reflect on something like that. I think that um, now that I'm very, um, I suppose, very logical, very structured in what I like to do, and um, that, I suppose, that plays out in my everyday life. And uh, I suppose back um, 10 years ago, if we go back to that, when I was 20, maybe not as much so, and just um, was happy to do stuff um, on the spur of the moment, a bit more uh, ad hoc. Um, do I think I've changed much mentally? I don't think I, don't think I have, personally. I think I'm very similar to how I was 10 years ago. But then, actually, it's good to actually look, for example, at you two and how I feel you've changed. Well, actually, Johnny, I think you've made a massive difference in the last uh, 10 years to how you are um, mentally and how you look at things and your outlook at life and how you um, react in different situations and give your opinion, where um, I would actually reflect in all honesty, I'd play Cameron's um, a bit more similar to how I think I've been and actually very similar to maybe 10, 10 years ago. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question and I think I could see it more in you two than potentially I could ever, ever see it in myself and reflect on it about myself. It's interesting. Cameron, what do you reckon? I, th- I think just hit it on the, uh, the nail on the head there. I think uh, it's easier to see what you guys have achieved as, um, as opposed to yourself. I think uh, you, Johnny, I think you've, you've grown massively in the last even, even two years. I think um, you, you've become more mature, more, um, self-reflecting I think your 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 outlook is, is great and, and and Matt I've always had a I've always been massively inspired by you Matt you know the, the from where you've come from and what you've achieved and what you do and I think it's always something I will look up to as as you as a as one of my best friends I just think it's it's amazing where you've come from um, myself I guess I've probably calmed down if, if I'm honest, that's self-reflection. I think the only thing I can see myself from when I was 20 years old was that I was very gung-ho, very, um, uh, I suppose, quite quite aggressive and, and quite wanting to get things done. My mentality was I need to achieve this, I need to do it, and anything else is a failure. But now I think um, 10 years later, I can really reflect on that and think, okay, how could I do things differently? That's That's the way I look at things now. Definitely. No, no, I, I, that's a really good way of looking at things, isn't it? And instead of looking at it as a negative, like say, trying to change it to a positive and sort of uh, look at how you can improve instead of, again, because it's not going to do any good, is it, if you focus on 
on the downside. But um, difficult question coming up. So obviously turning thirty is—is is there any any regrets as you've got as you turn thirty? Anything you look back on that you think? Yeah. Um, I really wish that that didn't happen or anything like that. I'll throw that to Matt first. I know that was a hard one. Um, yeah, it's it's no, it's a it's a good question actually, Johnny. And I I'm gonna and I know it's like the stock answer. But I'm gonna say no. I I don't have any regrets because I'm really pleased with um, the the outcome of where I am in my life at the minute. And I think actually, if there was anything I would have changed, I may not be exactly where I am now. I'm really comfortable with um, where I am in a work life and a home life with my family so no actually i wouldn't say i've got any any massive regrets i'm really pleased with actually the decisions i've made over the last um 10 15 years and where that's uh got me to so i can't say anything stands out that i say i wish i'd have just done that and it would have made um x y or z difference fair enough cameron um yeah again it's 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 hard because there's there's little things you've done in your life that um, you could say oh, I wish I hadn't done that. On the grand scheme of things, no. I'm uh, the last ten years or so. I'm I'm pretty pretty impressed with myself and and where I've come from and you know how I've um, how I've got to where I've been. I'm 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 pretty happy and I'm quite content with that. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. So obviously this is a turning turning thirty podcast. If we you blink and all of a sudden we're recording the Turning 40 podcast. What would you say to yourself now um, about, I don't know, how you want to feel, where you want to be, I suppose, just in life in general when, when you are 40? Is it something you've thought about? I'll throw that to Matt first. Um, no, it's not, it's not something I've thought about as in I've not set any goals when I'm turning 40. It's something that's uh, scared me, as I said before, because I have always seen um, someone in the 40s as being, uh, being old, I suppose, <laughs> which now you know it's uh, it's not when, when you were... Uh, 14, 15, and when we were at school, you used to see your parents as old, didn't you? And they were in the 40s. Um, so that that's what scares me the most. But I think actually, actually for me, if I, I think now very um, quickly, we've not put much thought into it. Where would I want to be in 10 years' uh, ten years time? I would like to um, continue progressing my career and uh, have moved myself up a couple, couple more levels in that. I would like my um, family to be in a very stable position. I look Absolutely, I my um, daughter, oldest daughter, when I'm 14, 10 years down, will be 14. That really um, excites me. What's that going to be like? I mean, a 14 year old and a 12 year old rather than a four and a two year old now. So that's something that excites me about turning wow. 40 in the next 10 years because that'll be ever so, ever so interesting. And I just hope that we've got a strong family unit as we are now when we continue to, to grow in that vein. Okay, no, absolutely fair enough. Uh, Cameron? Yeah, I think uh, the next 10 years for me will be, uh, I think, probably about settling down, getting married. You know, me and my, my other half, Natalie, we've, we've been engaged for <laughs> a few years now, as you guys know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, marriage, kids, that's, that's certainly something that will be the next 10 years. Career-wise, yeah, like Matt. I'd like to certainly progress, go up a couple of levels, maybe even go abroad, do something like that, work uh, work abroad. But uh, yeah, next ten years will be uh, will be interesting. Cool, um, absolutely great. Right, so the last one I'm going to finish off with here is might be again a little bit of a difficult one, but I'd like to go back to a time so um, in your life, as maybe in your twenties or whatever, or sort of late teens or whatever, that you just thought at the time, if I could rewind and go to that time. That that was the bollocks, you know what I mean. And I'll I'll start off first. So 
there's, there's a few times, but I think one of these times was when I, I had my 26th birthday in Thailand. So we was out in Bangkok on the strip and it was a, a little bar and uh, there was a bloke um, on guitar sort of just singing general songs. He was whipping out all tunes that I liked. He was whipping out sort of a bit of Oasis tunes and things like that. And I, I just got there, I've arrived in Bangkok on like the four, four o'clock p.m. sort of to the hotel. And, um, it was the first day of the Prem. I remember that. I was watching the football and I listened to this guy playing the tunes, having a few drinks and ended up bumping into this other bloke um, uh, from England as well. And it was just, it seemed to sort of connect and we had a really good night in Bangkok and it was just a really great birthday. And I just remember thinking that was top draw. You know what I mean? So it felt really free sort of, and I just really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I'll throw it to, to Matt first. Is there anything, any moment in time, obviously before you turn 30, you just think, yeah, I'd, I'd love to just experience that one more time if I could. Yeah, a couple of couple of couple. Then I'll, I'll give you two, uh, Johnny. So I think the first one is um, for me is one a time when we uh, had no no worries, no money worries, no house to run, no no responsibility, no responsibility at work or anything like that. You could just go and be free and enjoy yourself, and that's when we went on um, holiday in two thousand and nine to uh, Ayanapa. There was five of us, and there was absolutely not a care in the world. There was no care about actually when I land back in England I've got to do x y and z which unfortunately the way my life is now that's never going to happen again because even if I go on holiday for two weeks abroad I'm always going to know there's something to be done when I get back and I'm going to come back and I'm going to have to deal with x y and z so without having a care in the care in the world and not a worry in the world I think that was um, spot on it'd be great to be able to experience that again and I don't think that's possible I think it's an impossibility for me to ever experience that again and not have a worry when I get back. And the second time for me would just be um, a time before we had the kids. And uh, actually when me and Michaela went on honeymoon to Mexico, that was a really great time. It was a great hotel. And you know what, just um, again, without uh, caring the world and without the responsibility and that ability for us to, to be able to do exactly what we wanted to do in a lovely place and just um, really not have a care for them two weeks was uh, fantastic because um, that experience, I'm hoping we can get that back again and do everything that we want to do. And that's not going to be now for another 10, 15, 20 years when the kids have kids have grown up because you get to that period in your life where you have the kids where every holiday and every experience you go out and do in the whole is centred around them unless you've got someone that's uh, able to look, look after them. So it's all very um, kid-based where I'm just looking forward to a time again um, where we can just do something just for the two of us that uh, we would really enjoy. Yeah, totally. Cameron, no, it's a difficult one. You had a chance to think there. Um, yeah, certainly a couple of times when I've I've been genuinely, you know, when your heart almost melts because you're so happy in that moment. Um, a couple of those times was um, it's actually a few years ago um, with you guys. We we'd gone on a a stag do with uh, with Matt Brain, our friend. Um, that was. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to repeat the stories on here, but um, that was a that was a fun time. That was a, it was a real moment where I, I genuinely felt really and thought this is uh, yeah this is brilliant. Genuinely, this is brilliant. Um, the the other time would be that again going back a couple of years, it was um, a time when myself and Natalie we'd we'd gone to Italy and it was uh, it was just for me it was it was the perfect holiday. It was. Everything that I'd wanted in life, we'd um, we'd gone to all these beautiful places, we'd eaten beautiful food, had beautiful wines, 
Um, and it was a time when I could really look at her in the eyes and go, God, I, I love you. <laughs> you know, I really love you. And that was, uh, it was, it was perfect for me. No, that's, that's really nice. I mean, um, and I guess all I can do is hope that we all sort of, if we fast forward another 10 years that we just have lots and lots and lots of those moments, I suppose. Um, cause I suppose, I guess, I don't know, corny is whatever it is. That's what life's about anyway. Uh, well, again, I guess thank you for joining us on this special episode. I mean, it's been, I've really enjoyed it, to be honest. I mean, just, I guess, just talking to you guys in general is nice because it's not, it doesn't happen as much as it should. And I mean, I, I really, really pleased you've, you've given me a bit of time today as well. I mean, hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been, it's yeah, been, been really good. I really enjoyed myself. So, yeah, thank you, gents, for uh, taking the time as well. Yeah, it's been good, guys. No worries. No worries, lads. Have a good one. See you later.